Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Matt Pierce. Thanks for joining us today. So excited to have you here. We're gonna be talking about how you can make uh, PowerPoint videos, so basically taking your PowerPoint, turning it into videos, but really we're going to be talking about the design of those slides because you might be used to designing for a presentation when you're in front of an audience or in front of a group or something like that, but we're going to talk about the differences that you might want to think about before you make your PowerPoint into a video, especially if that's its sole purpose. And, you know, it's one thing if you're going to dual purpose and use it for both, but if you're going to design PowerPoint slides specifically for video, there's definitely things that you can go do. So before we get into that though, I do wanna just mention of course, that if you wanna learn about some design principles, you wanna learn about how to make better videos, you wanna hear awesome people talk about making content that's gonna be great for learning with a video and visual kind of impact, go check out the TechSmith Academy. The TechSmith Academy is of course a project that I am very passionate about because I get to work on it. We do have a new course this week that just launched. We work with Dawn Mahoney and she created a fantastic course about creating job aids. If you don't know what a job aid is, it's a any kind of tool that you can make that help you uh, do something instead of making like a course or a lesson. So go check that out. Uh, we're gonna actually have Dawn on in a few weeks so that we can talk all about that course, but go check it out. It is completely free. Tons of great resources out there. We'd love to have you check it out for sure. With that said, let's look at today's problem and talk about the things that we're gonna talk about. Again, we're gonna be talking about creating and designing PowerPoint slides for video. Now, we all know the tropes about PowerPoint, right? Like we know, and you probably have seen countless times, PowerPoints that aren't fantastic. You've seen them, they've got way too much text on them, you've got tons of bullet points, you've got a presenter who probably reads exactly what's on the slides, and we wanna avoid some of those things. And so I think the first thing we wanna think about is the difference between a presentation. So with a presentation, you remember that you're in the room, you're talking to someone, you might be responding based on visuals or cues, or maybe even they raise their hand, they say stuff. In a video, you don't have that. So that's one big difference to keep in mind, that when you're designing, you're not gonna have that feedback. And So that's one thing to really keep in mind. The next thing I think is, is a big difference is that your presentation you're gonna probably be more off the cuff. You might have planned, you might have a script, you might have things you memorized, but with a, a video that you're making out of a PowerPoint, you really can do a lot more to control what's being said. So you can hone the timing, you can be more precise in your words. You know, as I go live during episodes like this, one of the things that happens is sometimes I'll repeat myself, uh, sometimes for good purpose, but sometimes because I lose my train of thought because I am live. With a video and a presentation, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be really focusing that message down so you can really make it much more concise. 
I think also with live presentations, um, you might be limited at what you can actually show. With a video that's made out of PowerPoint slides, you've got a lot more options because you're not going to be worried about like, let's say you do have a, a camera video clip you want to put in there or a webcam or sound effects. You can do all those things, I think, much more easier. Um, and you can really then hone in and show things that you really want to show. I, I think about like in, inserting animated GIFs. Of course, you can put an animated GIF inside your PowerPoint presentation when you're doing it live. But in this case, you can really kind of make that work much, much cleaner, much better uh, without a lot of extra stuff. So I think there's probably other differences. And if you guys see a difference or hear a difference, we'd love to hear from you. What are the differences between a PowerPoint presentation you're going to give live and one that you're going to make into a video? Leave a comment. Let us know uh, in any place on social at TechSmith. You can you can tell us, and we'd love to to hear what you think. So let's talk about actually getting into design. Now, first and foremost, we're going to avoid a bunch of things. We're going to avoid lots of text. We're going to avoid complicated animations. Um, we can do those, but I don't think they're necessarily the thing we want to focus on. We're going to build the PowerPoint slides up from the ground up. Um, I do have some examples, and I'm going to preface these examples today that they were not built to be videos first, but I, what I want to do is take them apart. And as we look at it, say, what would be good for a video and what wouldn't work? But we are going to look at PowerPoint today because I want to I want to show you a couple different kind of views of slides. And uh, I think, you know, look, these are these are my personal slides. I built these. I'm not a graphic designer, but there's some elements that I think are valuable here. So let me let me find my uh, screen share here and we can we can go over there and and look at this. Uh, let's do this one. All right, you should be seeing PowerPoint there. This is a slide a presentation I gave um, last November, and there's a couple things about it. I think you know, like look, the standard stuff, right? Uh, title slides, things like that. But notice that I set up a grid. So these red lines are grid lines. I like doing that, especially when you're thinking about any kind of design, but in particular, if I'm making a video, because now I can start thinking about how are things going to be laid out? How, where are things going to be? Um, how would I present this? But then, you know, notice that I'm not using a lot of text in these slides. And you just get a look at a couple of them here. Uh, they're just basic. And I think that's really something to think about because in a video, you're going to have the visual. In this case, you have a calendar, but you're also going to have your audio and your audio, even when you're presenting, this is true. That's what you're going to convey the story or the message through. The visuals there are to support that. Now, if you're doing a how-to or showing somebody how to do something, like there's more emphasis on the visuals. But if I'm doing a share out, and in this case, it was about engaging and empowering customers with video. You probably heard me talk about it here on YouTube and uh, in our audio. But in this case, I don't need to get into heavy visual work. Like I don't need these intricate, like, pointing here, pointing there. I just want to move the story along, right? So what I do a lot of, and I think this is really a, a good thing when you're thinking about video and PowerPoints, is what images are going to convey the message that you want to share. And there are tons of places to go get images for free and elsewise. Uh, and we'll talk about some of those places here in a couple minutes. But I really like this idea of using these images to grab attention 
so that when I'm talking to my audience, that you're going to hopefully want to pay attention and look, but you're not so distracted by what's happening on the screen that you can't listen. If I throw up a ton of text up here, you're going to probably find yourself reading because I will say stuff that takes longer to say and is probably less um, immediate for your needs because your eyes are drawn to the visual and then you're going to be like, I'm going to read that. And as you're reading it, you're going you're gonna to listen, but you're probably not going to listen nearly as well as if you don't have anything to read. So hopefully we're drawing you in. I'm pulling you into me, to my story. And as you're looking at this, and the other thing I'll say right off the bat is, this was probably a 45 minute presentation and I've got 39 slides. So I tend to use a lot of slides in these types of videos because there's no point to sit here and stare at one slide for a really long time. So I'm going to get to the point and I'm going to move on. And I might even, and I'll actually have an example here. Uh, I might even do something where I'm like using multiple slides. And I do have a few animations in here. For instance, this one slide is actually four different slides. And it's a progressive slide. So what I'm doing as it's moving through, I'm actually using these little images to emphasize a point. And so, but it's building. And so I'd much rather see that if you're making a PowerPoint into a video that you're thinking it much about the slides as like, almost like frames of a video. In a typical video nowadays, television or screencast, you've got 30 frames per second. That's a lot. You don't need that many, but you've got 30 frames per second. And if your slide is really static and it's sitting there for, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, it's just the same image and you talking, that's a problem. Because here's what's going to happen when someone's watching your video. I can almost guarantee it. They're going to be listening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bing. Notification. Let me just go check that. Oh, what's what? I wonder if I got any emails. They're going to miss a chunk of it and you're going to lose them. So you're going to, same principles as any video, right? Like you want to keep things moving. You want to keep things going so that your audience is going to stay engaged. And I saw an example recently and a shout out to Alexander Salas, who's going to be on the show here in a few weeks. Uh, he's doing a, a cohort teaching people Camtasia. I saw one of the videos that uh, his students put together. It was awesome. They just, and all it was, it was stock image and stock video. There was nothing that they had to go out and shoot themselves or anything like that. And you can tell a compelling story or a compelling message with a few images, but you got to keep things moving. You got to keep things rolling. So as you're going through, think about the story that you want to tell. Think about these different pieces here, right? So let me, uh, eh, I was going to show you an animation, but I don't think it's super relevant. So we do have some other types of things that we're going to want to convey. I, I do think PowerPoint is a great way to convey data slides, so this is a, a special consideration. I tend to do this where I like to have a, a grayed out background. And you see, I do a lot of this. I gray out the background. See, this one's a really good example. And I make a color pop. I make part of it pop. That's just my style. That's, that's not really important for your video. But like with the graphic image here, I mean, you could have gotten rid of the background and just had a blank. But what you want is the data to stand out because the data is important. Now, but here's the thing to take away from data slides. As you're building this data, slide, the temptation is to do this, like use your mouse cursor as a laser pointer. And, you know, if I'm in presentation mode, PowerPoint has a 
uh, PowerPoint has a laser pointer mode, so you could do that. However, this is something where I'd probably say, let me talk to the information, and if there's anything that needs to be pointed out, as I'm going through this presentation, especially on data slides, I would probably use an annotation tool, like an arrow, from my program, like Camtasia, to, to emphasize. Or I might draw a box around it, or I might do something else rather than using the mouse cursor. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with the mouse cursor. And see, you can see in my live stream tool, I've got this really cool effect where it kind of highlights what I'm clicking to. But again, I don't think that's really the best practice here. I think you want to make it a little more, stand out a little bit more. You want to draw more emphasis to it. Uh, but then you definitely want to talk to your data slide as you would. And again, script, heavy outline here. Make sure you know what you're going to say. Uh, like on this slide, I could tell you all about the frequencies uh, for in watching instructional. How many videos does people watch that are instructional or informational per week in a study that we did? So this is pretty basic high level stuff. Um, you know, you can see again, you got some, you're going to use these kind of, I'm using these techniques to, to show some different things. Um, I, I just feel like you want to make sure you're getting your message out there. And again, don't be afraid of going out and getting. So this is TechSmith Assets for Camtasia. This is a paid site. There are some free stuff, but any asset library, if you go to Adobe, if you go to uh, Pond5, there's, uh, gosh, there's a ton of them out there that you can pay for. You can go through and you can search for images that will work for you. So let's say we want something about making video. And these just make really great filler for your slides. And you can you can manipulate them. You can cut things out of them in PowerPoint. I actually like PowerPoint for doing some of that stuff. You could do it in Photoshop or you could do it in lots of other tools. But uh, Photoshop is kind of like super entry level, like a lot of cool things you can do with just a little bit of work. Um, and it's way easier to figure out than using Photoshop because I'm not a Photoshop expert. So, of course, like I could grab this. I could put it into my Camtasia or I could just download it for PowerPoint. But one that I a site that I really like that I think you guys uh, should check out, it's uh, unsplash.com. These are all free to use photographs. I get a lot of my imagery here and I love the TechSmith assets, but these are just so natural. They're not stock photo. Um, you can go in here and I can just search for whatever ones. I, it's actually really fun. I see uh, some of these presentations. In fact, that was a cover right there. I searched for video. That clapperboard is, if I go back to PowerPoint, you'll see that it's my title, um, title image. So you can see, but these are just great. I just download them. I resize them and then uh, I'll often do a duplication and make it one that's black and white and cut out. Out a section to show the color from the, the first image below it. But so lots of great places you can go get imagery. And I think the reason I want to emphasize these things is because this is the heart and soul of a PowerPoint presentation in my mind. I've seen really great presentations that don't do this, that have just like data or they have numbers. But what they're not doing, they're not doing the equivalent of overwhelming you with a thousand things, right? They're not trying, sorry, I'm looking for power, bring PowerPoint back up. They're not doing the standard PowerPoint kind of thing where, <laughs> let's, let's be honest, let me just open up another blank PowerPoint, right? This is what everyone starts with. And then what do they do is they say, my presentation, and they write that on the... 
helps if you can type uh, presentation and uh, they'll put that and then they'll put another slide right and they'll just go here and they'll do this they'll put a title and then they'll start adding a bullet point point one point two point three Point four. And if they're lucky, they might add some kind of visual here and they might, you know, seen a lot of clip art in my day. And but the problem with this as a video is, again, they're going to read this and this isn't really designed for a video workflow. It's a great delivery of information if someone's going to read it. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to get like uh, sticky notes and we'd make like flip animations on it. You know, every every page you draw and it moves slightly. We're not going for that effect. We're not trying to animate things in PowerPoint. But what we are trying to do is keep that flow going. And then you're telling a story. Um, one of the things to think about, and there's a fantastic book about this. Uh, you guys, I'll put a link in the description when we're done today. Maybe I can even uh, find a copy of it here. But actually, no, I do have a copy of that. Uh, there's an author. Her name is Nancy Duarte. And uh, she is, I mean, she's really awesome. Uh, Nancy is someone who, uh, you know, has talked a lot about creating presentations. And she she does really cool stuff. And I think it's worth checking out her stuff. And I just found out today, because I was doing some research looking for you guys, and I found today that she has given away this book. It's called Resonate. And Resonate, in, in short, and I'm, I'm not the expert on the book, but uh, I have read it. It basically walks through building out presentations. And I think the good news is it relates really well to videos. Now, she's just talking about stage presentations, but it walks through and talks about kind of imagery, talks about the ebb and flow of story. Great for anyone who wants to check out Resonate. I think that's a really, really, really good uh, book to look at when you're thinking about design and overall flow, because... I really believe that as you're building out your PowerPoint presentations, if you start with your slides, you're in trouble. That's a don't start with your slides. I, you know, I feel like sometimes we're broken, broken record. We say a lot of the same things here at TechSmith, but I think it's super important that we keep reiterating because, you know, first of all, you might not have heard it. And second, if you've heard it and, and you just might need to hear it again. The thing that I'll say is start with your message. Start with your outcome. What is it that you want to achieve? So let's say we're going to take this PowerPoint video and we're going to, our goal is to convince someone to do something. And that might be from a learning perspective that we want them to change behavior so that they're more efficient or that they're going to be more effective, save time so that that saves the company money. Maybe it's a student's perspective. You want them to convince them to change their writing style. I don't know what it is. Uh, it could be a marketer, right? All These all apply. But you don't start with the visuals. What you do is you start with what is the message that you're going to share? Why do the why does your audience care about this? And what is it that you can say or show that's going to help them to do that? Now, a lot of times why someone might choose to do a PowerPoint video is because they don't have a good visual. Like they don't have a screen to share. It's not showing them an application. It's not showing them a process. It's maybe it's conceptual um, or maybe it's just a lot of data that you've got to display and you want it to look better than like uh, an Excel spreadsheet. So you could you could record an Excel spreadsheet. So I think you start with that premise. What's my objective? What am I going to do? And then you start laying out those steps. Like what is first they need to understand 
this, maybe it's background. Next, they need to understand this, then they can do X. And you start building on that formula, right? It might, it might be that there's 12 things that they have to understand before they can take the step, but you want to progress them through. Um, now, I'm also going to say here that if you are building out a PowerPoint presentation and your expectation is that an hour is a good length, Let's not try to do that. You might want to break it up into smaller chunks. Uh, one, we just know time is precious and people have a hard time focusing on anything. Maybe an hour is fine for your audience. I don't want to say never, but be thinking about like, hey, as, as I'm getting my, how do I get them to that objective as fast as possible with the right amount of information? So keep, keep those things in mind. Um, but yeah, so write your script, build out your kind of plan, and then you can start roughing in, and I'm going to go back to PowerPoint here. Uh, you can start to start roughing in what you're going to do. And I would, first of all, what I like to do, and this is, I know, uh, something that not everyone likes to do because it does... It does impact if you're going to export your PowerPoint into something else. Uh, I just did this for a event I'm speaking at next week, and I because I get rid of everything on the slides. I just I love starting with a blank slide. Um, it ruins like if you're going to export titles and things like that to some other format. But I, the reason I start here is because then basically I, I can get everything arranged the way I want. So yeah, I might start with a text box here, and let's say. Uh, we're going to make a video about creating, designing slides. So maybe I want to say why slides. And what I would do here is the first thing I'm going to do, and that, this is not the positioning that we would want to do uh, necessarily, is, you know, I'm just, what you want to do is get some text down. You want to set kind of the standard. Maybe you're not using the standard default. I'm going to go Lotto and I'm going to make these bold. So now I, this is flexible, right? And then I want to start thinking about other elements that are going to be consistent. So even if I don't use text on my slides, uh, it won't use a lot of text if I do, but if I don't use text, I can easily get rid of this, but I can start outlining right here. So, you know, again, I wouldn't actually do that. I would just duplicate my slide and then I can change this to be you know, the next point. I'm just going to put that just because I don't want to actually try to design this and talk to you guys at the same time. So then, you know, if we go back to, let me go back to this, another presentation, you'll see that I've got some common elements. I don't think for video, this is as necessary. Like I like to have our logo. This was the event I was speaking at. Uh, this is a hashtag we use in my, my uh, social handle. You don't have to have those things. You can use a footer like that if you think it's going to be important. And for for live events, you know, I'm always got to remind people about what what this is, right? Like I wanted people to use the hashtag on Twitter, video viewer study, and they're not going to remember that if I show it to them once. In the video, again, you might do other things if that's something you want to do. You probably won't need a hashtag or your ha Twitter handle. Uh, you know, you might put a logo. If you have brand standards, this is where these could go. You could also use this for other purposes. Uh, it could almost be like a, if you do need some type of more description or clarifiers, you, you could use these in different ways. But I do, you know, I just basically put a bar down at the bottom. And so I have space for that type of work. Um, and then again, you can see in this one, this is a different presentation than the one I showed earlier. Uh, but basically the same idea, right? I've got text, I've got these cutout images, so I'm just showing a little bit of color through. Uh, I've got data slides on a background. I might have, you might blur things if it's, you know, too much. Um, but then, you know, you might get to slides like this where I've got screenshots. 
You can bring in screenshots to emphasize things. And the reason I use screenshots in these in particular is because when I showed, like, I don't want to have to go out to a browser. You could. You could obviously do that with a screen recording. But this let me control and choose and pick what, what images here I wanted to use. The other thing that allowed is you don't see this here in this view because it's not launched. But when this plays back, this scrolls. And when you get to the YouTube page, this actually goes on and on and on. Uh, but you could easily do that in the video as well. But you're trying to build out that formula. Uh, I don't think I have one here, but another formula that I built out for uh, a particular PowerPoint was that I always had a gradient that would kind of cover half the photo or part of the photo where I could put the text or other information. So you just have to decide on that blank slide, what, what are the elements that are always going to exist? You know, I might say, just bring in a shape. Uh, did I get the right shape here? And maybe it's like, this is going to be ugly because it's blue. I would obviously go through and change things about this. Uh, you could you could even start with this. I don't want an outline. Let's say it's orange. Ugh. I know, guys. Uh, we, you know, you'd have to play. You have definitely have to play with these things. And I want my fill, and I'm gonna, you know, say that I want a gradient fill, and I'm, you know, gonna have to go through and change colors and whatnot. But you can do some pretty easy, cool stuff uh, with this to make things really pretty cool. I change that. Uh, get rid of a couple of these things. You know, you you, you ha don't be shy. And once you get it, the cool thing is once you get a thing set, you get your design set the way you want it to be. You can really you can really make some changes at, or really reuse what you're doing here. So here's what I'm thinking: like this, and we'll make this one white. Um, and then you know you got to play with things like transparency and opacity. So uh, you also, if you're doing this. You got to play with layers, and uh, you know. And so now I can I can really start to adjust this, and then that's over an image. All sorts of things you can do. In fact, let me just do this. Let me go grab an image here. Gonna ruin my PowerPoint slide. I put this here, and I put this in the back. So basically, you got an image with a gradient over it, and then you could play like how much transparency you're gonna get on these. So lots of options. You maybe drag it over so it's not as much. So, But get those things set, right? So then you're not rethinking every slide. You've got kind of a pattern. You've got a design going on. And as soon as you do that, then you can start really filling in what this is going to look like. Again, but... The images and things like that are just part of, uh, of the story. It's They're just there. Color. Play with your color play with motion, you know, you don't get, don't get crazy. You can do motion and remember motion can be done in PowerPoint. PowerPoint's pretty crazy what it can do, but you can do it in other tools too. Like you don't have to do everything in your PowerPoint. Uh, if you don't want to, if it's easier text, it's not that I'm doing like, uh, like super, again, I'm not doing targeted PowerPoint slides that are amazing to like, a particular presentation, like, oh, I, you know, I'm like, I'm talking about YouTube. So find a logo, a picture with a logo of YouTube. It's a phone. That's how people consume YouTube, right? Um, uh, this particular image, video viewing habits, right? Like you're viewing the cityscape. What, what we're, we're, it's, it's like this little, almost like this literal thing I'm doing because uh, I want to convey that thing. But like, I have stuff to talk about about video viewing habits and about what we set up, but what am I going to show? So I found this cool spy viewing machine. You know, you go to some point, you put a quarter in and you look through it. And what you don't see, 
Uh, let's see what happens if I do this. If I launch this, yeah, there we go. Uh, let me go back up a slide. I don't know how this is gonna work, but we're gonna try it. You can see I added in here a slight animation because I wanted this to be a little bit more engaging and interesting to hook them in. And you can see that we're gonna we're gonna light up the city. We're gonna look at this in more detail. <laughs> As if I was giving that presentation, and I do that occasionally. I don't use it a lot, but I definitely do it occasionally. In fact. Um, Let's see, one of my favorites, and it's really subtle. Uh, I, I actually reuse stuff too here. So like that's the same slide we just saw, but with different text. You can do that. That's that's fair game. Um, I'm not finding it. This one's a good one as well. But again, just you're using the things at your disposal to convey the message, right? Well, if you're going to talk about audio, right? Like the emphasis needs to be on that microphone. It's a little, probably a little choppy here, but uh, you should be seeing that the microphone is just slightly moving and it draws attention. And the reason I'm doing this is, again, I'm not trying to distract, but I'm trying to make sure every once in a while I'm hooking you in. And in video, again, if I'm a, you know, I'm a creature that is my brain, my lizard brain is looking for that movement and change and looking, scanning for trouble. That movement's going to draw me in. And you don't want it all the time because if it's all the time, you can say, God, it's really not that important. But when it does happen every once in a while, people are like, is that moving? Oh man, that's moving. Audio, cool. I'm keyed in because it's not doing so much you can't listen, 